0: You're listening to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast with Nola Heal. Nola has over 30 years of experience in financial and operations management for companies around the world. As a part-time CFO, she's dedicated to working with businesses of all sizes to create sustainable growth and amplify strategy. Today I'm excited to welcome Lisa Garrow
1: to chat about event planning and strategy. Many of us are not even consciously aware of the vast number of occasions and events we conceptualize and plan. For over 35 years, Lisa Giroux has been planning and promoting events with purpose-filled businesses and community organizations, large and small, across Canada and around the world. When founding Candy Events Consulting in 2008, Lisa began her life's work of supporting event planners by making their teams stronger. Since then, it has been her joy to empower in-house and do-it-yourself event planners to plan their own events for their businesses, organizations or groups. She believes in the importance of planning from a place of clarity and purpose. When her clients plan events, she knows planning from a place of purpose is the only way they can meaningfully connect. This unshakable belief is why every coaching conversation and strategy session with the Candy team starts from a place of understanding the collective purpose of those involved. As a connection strategy coach, Lisa strengthens event planning individuals and teams with personalized support, including deep dive event strategy sessions, practical goal-setting meetings, customized coaching calls, interactive workshops, and online group masterminds. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you for joining us today. To start us off, I wonder if you could give us a little bit of background beyond the bio. What brought you to moving into events strategy, consulting, and coaching?
2: I guess a bio doesn't tell it all. I, I often say sometimes when when you put your resume together or your LinkedIn profile together, how do you pack um kind of a life of entre- entrepreneurship into sort of that package of what brought you to today? And, and talk to a friend a lot in the last little bit about change and how, uh, as an entrepreneur, how things change over time and you grow and adapt and learn new things. Um, But for me, I basically grew up in a family of connectors is what I say. And I I call myself now a connection strategy coach. And so it's really about making great connections and connections that are meaningful for the work that anybody does in any kind of business or organization. And and so events are just one of those ways that we connect. And one of the best ways in my world um, that we can really create a, a fantastic community around us to support us so there's there's definitely those, uh, I think those opportunities for us to explore um, kind of moving beyond the bio, <laughs> kind of moving yeah. beyond the the roles that we've had, I guess, to what are we trying to um, do or change or be in the world. And so that's really been my journey uh, to events and and learning what it means to really plan and promote events that make a, a big difference not just for the organizations or for the companies, but for the teams and for the planners themselves um, to really get grounded in why they're doing what they're doing. And that shows in in the work that they do.
1: So, so awesome. When when their heart and passion is in the, the project. No doubt you you actually see quite a big improvement. So can you tell us about Candy Event Consulting? What do you get up to? How do you help the clients?
2: Well, I, I started out, I, I've been planning events really since I was in my early teens. We were very busy in the community. Um, but in the last, I've had the company now 12 years, um, but in the last, I'd say, eight or nine years, I started doing workshops and coaching and offering event planners in-house and do-it-yourself event planners, like business owners, entrepreneurs, in-house teams, marketing teams, um, anyone planning and promoting their own, own events. Um, we, I've built um, strategy sessions. I've built coaching packages, um, really with the goal that um your event may have some things that uh, your team or the event itself might need to be refined in a way, but sometimes you don't know exactly why something went off the rails or, or you're not sure how to craft something or you're really not engaging your audience in a way that um, you're seeing results. And so that's where I come in. Sometimes I call myself Mary Poppins, (laughs) where I, you know, not that everything's really necessarily terrible or, you know, sometimes there's great energy in a team, but they're just not sure why they're just spinning their wheels or why that fundraiser didn't make a lot of money or why, you know, um, if you're an author, speaker, coach, (laughs) like you've experienced, um, how do you really connect the best with the people you're trying to reach and serve? And so my work really has become solely coaching and strategy for teams or for individuals to try to, um, Help them see the the gold in themselves, the the amazing work that they can do, and the access they have to so many resources. Sometimes we don't see it until someone points things out. It's like actually you've got you know this and this and this that we could apply to this challenge. Um, having that person alongside you in that journey sometimes it makes all the difference in the world.
1: Right, makes an awful lot of sense, and unfortunately, most of us really don't realize. Just how many things in our lives are actually events? You know, I think mostly we'd look at it and say, okay, events are big galas or some kind of special occasion that we are arranging. Whereas an event could be absolutely anything you are doing to try and attract a group, shall we say. That's you know, right, of, and and it, it has
2: been even more so now through COVID when we have many of us all around the world that have been planning events um, around the world with closures and lockdowns and safety concerns about being in the same room together. Um, the idea of an event, exactly what you're saying, is it's not just about traditionally what we might think of an event, Uh, I see any kind of connection point, any way that you are bringing a group together for a common goal, for some, you know, to enhance some kind of uh, business goal, or maybe there's something about a community coming together that will support the businesses in that area or even families. When you bring families together, I'm coaching one gal who um, just loves to entertain and she wouldn't necessarily call herself an event professional or uh, even a party planner but her goal is really people living their best lives and so we've started to apply her love for entertaining and hospitality in a coaching sense like how is she bringing people together where they can do that collectively through workshops and and different kinds of opportunities to bring people and gather them together I I absolutely agree with you that that's what um that's what events are in my
1: world yeah 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 no absolutely it's it's the broader sense of the events, so do your clients mostly come to you when they have been running events or they're thinking through something and they need some assistance? Or do they come even earlier in the process or if something's gone wrong, I guess after the fact when they're diagnosing it,
2: <laughs> you know, all of the above really um, it used to be that people would call me up and say, um, could we get a quote? We've got this event happening. We'd love to have you, you know, participate in getting it together and, and get us uh, a team together and help manage that team. And, and, um and the conversation I have with them quite often is where are you at kind of what it what does this look like and the the challenge I think for many people they do think of an event as a either a one time thing or it's just a bundle of a bunch of tasks that need to be done, and they're not necessarily backing up far enough to say is this even the right event? I actually have a whole series, it's called the Clearview system, that actually dives into, is this the right event at the right time for the right price with the right team? And and doesn't awesome. even make sense. So, so sometimes I'll even consult with them first and say, is this the right uh, application of money, resources, your team's time? Because it can be very, very stressful. and um, And all hands on deck in many cases with my clients, where they've got to add this to everything else they're doing. And so if we're not making great decisions or, or if we're uh, jumping into things without necessarily knowing the bigger picture and why we're doing this. Sometimes things do go off the rails in that planning process. And often, um, I shouldn't say often, but sometimes, Nola, they'll call me in the middle of going off the rails. Uh, yeah, that's what <laughs> where, I'm
1: expecting.
2: Yeah, where they're like, okay, something's not right and we have to make it work. And and my feeling is that we've got to help people. I, I actually talk a lot about Candy being a little like a, a lighthouse and and where we have the ability to see where the rocks are and what's going on in your boat and, and helping uh, teams as they're navigating these waters. Um, some of the people we work with, I, I am just putting together uh, thoughts around um, just a, a little book that we're putting together, but where a team might be on the shore and, you know, maybe bored, complacent, maybe they're not getting the results they want, um, but they're okay. They're just, you know, they're just kind of living life and continuing that way. Um, And then you've got the ones actively in the boat and they're they're working hard, but they may not know exactly where they're going, or they might know how to work together as a team. Um, And then I've got, um, I was doing some illustrations for this, but I've got the people on the rocks. So, you know, your boat's now gone under and and people are, you know, now getting beaten around by, if you've ever seen some of these incredible waves, you know, where they're just beating against the rocks and people are just trying to survive. And they they care about the cause, they care about their business or they care about what this event was going to be. Um, but they're feeling like they're really now on the rocks and they're not sure how do they not, how do, it's not even about the event anymore. It's how do we stick together as a team? How do we survive this? And, um and in all of those situations, and it's kind of to your point about when do they call me, they would call me almost in any one of those situations, because um when it, when we start to feel that pain of, of we're not making the connection or our business is closing or, Or something's happening and it's not right. Or we don't like who we've become even, you know, maybe we've, we've kind of lived this way for the last 10 years as an organization. And then we wake up one day and we're like, who are we anyway? (laughs) And where, where have our really great connections gone? So, so those are very, very deep conversations. I think in the, in the sense of when you were saying that an event can be anything, that's where it starts to matter because when we start working on some kind of a gathering some kind of an event we can have those deeper conversations like how your team is communicating how how did you get in this situation or how is everybody <laughs> you know really speaking to the people themselves and then we start talking process and projects and you know all those other you know the the bigger elements that we need to deal with so
1: right. yeah very Makes dynamic yes yeah. i mean it certainly does you know i mean as you say an event is absolutely anything and and it's got to be hard to get involved when once they're on the rocks, but I'm quite certain you've worked some amazing magic and got people back together and then diagnose it (laughs) after the fact and figure out how to avoid this, this next time around or, or do it better, walk them straight backwards and figure out the strategy behind their existence and, being as an organization before they even try to run these events so what markets are you active in and do you have any particular plans for this next phase as we're moving forward it sounds like you have all these things running around in your head (laughs) well a
2: lot of a lot of great um the lockdowns and and what's sort of been covid over this last year for many of us that are in the events industry, whether we are running our own event planning businesses or or as people that are doing this within their own businesses or organizations or a community group, um, everything is shifting and changing. And so right mm-hmm. now, um events will be more important than ever. Events will have this. I think um, part of the healing and and the the bringing people back together in a space where we are really seeing each other again, feeling sort of heart to heart. What are we really? What's really important to us? Um, really understanding the the concept of why do we gather? So why do we pull ourselves together? You know, even even when we're, it could be a gala or it could be a team meeting or it could be some of these other uh, great community organizational kind of, you know, bring the community together kind of events. And, and I think we're going to start to see real people connecting in much more authentic ways, um, connecting in ways that will serve each other, that we're going to start to see I think for for all of our um, all of our connecting opportunities will look different because we'll be so used to seeing each other on Zoom. I don't think that's going away, but I think looking at um, how do I start to design even trainings and workshops and and some of these strategy strategy sessions to address where we could be, you know, in the next year or five years, like that. To me, is where my head's at. Um, I'm a creative person, but at the same time, I want to start to see impact through the work that we do on a wider scale because I think we have this opportunity in the next six months to a year to redefine what gatherings mean, what events mean, and how important they are for anybody, <laughs> anybody yeah, in business, just, especially like what you've been doing as well.
1: No, absolutely. And and for society, we almost, yeah, we've got very used to, the virtual format now, but what is so much come out through this process is that we are social beings and we need the, the human interaction. I mean, the almost physical interaction, mm-hmm. the, the ability to see each other and the body language and the, the whole existence and the convenience of virtual is fantastic in certain environments. Let's face it. And, I am inclined to agree that we're going to probably have to move to a blend of mm-hmm. the two because of the convenience aspect as well as getting people together, and we do need people together. But um, yeah. what does this even look like <laughs> if we if if we were to be having this conversation in three years' time, and we look back at today, what would uh, we be telling our current selves? Well, and
2: know? I I think it will a lot of what will look be or be looking back on i think is um just had a great conversation with a group of planners this morning and we were talking about looking back and seeing the grace that we've been able to give each other um we talked a lot about a lot of planners are are behind the scenes and now suddenly a lot of planners are in their square and they're managing what's going on or or they've got a much more front and center kind of role in planning and and even executing on these events. And so there's going to be um, kind of that look back on what we learn. I think we're going to shed some things that weren't working <laughs> for sure. Um, but I do think that we are in a we've always been in a global world, um, but I think it's waking us up. That we don't necessarily, um, in our own environments, from our own perspectives, that we are the final word. That there's so much great content out there. There's so many great ideas, so many amazing technology. uh, I think even in the events world, um, growth in technology and understanding the technology and how we can use it. So for me, and having the support worldwide, you know, where people are starting to adopt these things that... We can really be thinking a lot bigger to what does it mean to connect well yeah it's it's very exciting to me for sure,
1: <laughs> absolutely. Have you found there's been a very large discomfort factor in the the events world and or your clients specifically, obviously, initially, when we went into lockdown, it was probably a feeling of all fall down. But with the changing of the roles and the visibility of all these people, are you finding that it's actually very uncomfortable for a fair number of them? It, it's interesting that you ask that, because I, I think
2: for some of us, we are really used to, um, oh, somebody said just even the other day, she was saying how Um, we put out a lot of fires when we're on site and we are working hard and we've got our room that's a mess in the back because we've got to kind of make things happen or we're putting, you know, bows on flowers or we're trying to, you know, work with our tech team or, or trying to make sure that we're, we're keeping everything running and looking beautiful and being a great experience sort of on the front end of all of this. And, and that's the public facing side of things. What I heard, uh, some planners were feeling maybe even a year ago, six months ago, where we're starting to now execute on these um, virtual events, uh, the mistakes are much more glaring because everyone can see if something goes wrong, there's there's um, less of a behind the scenes than there is. Yeah. There's some amazing tech people that I've learned to love and lean into um, that are helping. But I like you say, I think some planners... Um, sometimes also because it's a a big learning curve. And many of my clients, this isn't their their main gig, this is something they're doing off the side of their desks, or they're part of a volunteer team, or they might be a marketing manager running an event or a business owner that's trying to run a business in the middle of COVID. And now they've got an event that they've got to somehow move online, or what do you do? And so initially, there was a lot of Confusion and maybe panic and um, not sure what to do, but I think as their audiences and customers have started to have a familiarity with, let's say, Zoom or you know some of these platforms, um, everyone's taking a bit of a collective deep breath, and planners I think are becoming uh, more so to the forefront. Even planners that are are just doing you know a couple of events uh, you know a year or something, uh, I think. We're learning how to co-create with our participants, which is a different That's way
1: awesome. of yeah, a different way of approaching it, I think. Very interesting. So almost involving the audience, rather than providing for and delivering to the audience, and it doesn't matter if there' are no bows on the flowers, the audience are part of the, the experience. We I think because we're all not. learning, right? So we yeah. I think some of our
2: our audience might be to other events that they saw something that worked really well, or they're going to be suggesting things that and, and I'm a big communicator as far as communicating with our audience and understanding, um, even on big scale, like if you've got 1000s of people at the event, there's ways that we can tap into what's important to them. What are they learning? What do they love? Um, One thing actually that might interest you as well is um, I had a a gal that I was mentoring and she was talking about the trade show booths. If you've seen any of the virtual digital trade show kind of conference platforms where there's trade trade show booths or a vendor booth of some kind. And she had been to a lot through some of her training. And she had so many opinions on what made them good and what made them not so great or yeah. actually something she would avoid completely when she was online at an online conference. So great learning for me, right? Because she would yeah. be somebody that uh, she's coming to me as someone that is an event expert, but at the same time, I'm not attending, you know, as many conferences as, as no. she, because of, you know, her particular role at that time and schooling at the time. Um, What a great learning for me to understand what does it take to have a great online experience for attendees as a booth, a business owner that might have a booth at that particular conference. So things like that, where I think there's a lot more of an exchange between participants and planners and partners, all of that is the the lines aren't drawn as, as clearly as they used to be. so
1: Which is really valuable, quite mm-hmm. honestly, because, I mean, we all know that we were inclined to attend an event. You have your comments after the fact. Maybe you even fill in a, a questionnaire after the fact. But the true experience and knowledge sharing wasn't happening as much. And I think to a certain extent, we've also been noticing through this virtual world that people are more forgiving and they're willing to share knowledge and and learnings and suggestions where in the past a lot of people were just very critical, quite honestly. They just criticise things and not give you (laughs) constructive criticism. So that's pretty awesome. So do you think there are any particular characteristics or features or... or, um, Habits that have made some more successful generally in events planning and strategy, and others really seem to struggle.
2: I think the biggest thing is flexibility. Um, some call it creativity. I've heard that word a lot lately. Um, I really feel like there is a there's a real gift in being able to be flexible and teachable. And allowing yourself to explore and maybe risk something that's a little bit different. So uh, when this all started May, well, I guess that would have been more March, April last year. And we were seeing things shut down very quickly. Mm -hmm. A lot of planners just losing contracts left, right and center. um, And people moving online very quickly trying to figure that out. And what I was hearing now and then was I didn't sign up for this. And so the people that had this hard stop where it was like, "Nope, this is not me. I'm not doing online. I don't know the technology. I don't want to learn it <laughs> um yeah. sort of that feeling where there's there's a a resistance to yes, a lot of us, it was new, sort of to a point it was new for many of us um but that that um when you're not flexible to learn and understand how you put the passion for gathering or the passion for events or the events were working really well, and there was a connection with your customers, let's say, um, if that isn't strong enough for you to say, I'm not giving it up. So then what? (laughs) So then how, how do we Mm -hmm. look at this differently? And so I think the, the characteristics of, being creative and flexible and and willing to partner that we don't have to be lone rangers and doing everything ourselves and trying to do you know all of it boy if anything that we've learned this year is that especially if you are moving a lot of big events online you need a pretty robust it and and tech team to make that happen and and a lot of event planners, uh, we we used to really lean into our AV teams on site. And so that's not necessarily new, but it's like it's very, very much a technology show now. So we have to be willing to give up the reins a bit and make sure that we are bringing those people in to our planning like partners. So not just, you know, who's going to do our, our AV for, you know, the ballroom or whatever, but we're really looking at those teams as partners in the planning, because we need to understand what is the best way to make this happen. And if we're really looking for that really key kind of engagement and participation, a lot of these tech companies or, or experts will know how to make that happen in our virtual world. So... So super oh, important probably to partner. It's quite
1: exciting for all of them as well, where they yes. were always feeling like they were in the background or just sitting at the back of the room doing the sound mixing. Now they're very much front and center, but not on screen. <laughs> That's and, right. And really critical to the experience. Very of, much so. Of that particular event. Yes. So, are there things that worry and excite you as we move forward in the future here, either for the industry or even, you know, our, our economy, the country, et cetera? Um,
2: so did, was your question what worries or excites me?
1: <laughs> either or both
2: <laughs> i think there's always it's
1: probably a mixture
2: <laughs> well you know i was gonna say it's probably like a an 80 percent excitement and maybe that 20 you know ish percent of of i wouldn't necessarily call it worry i'd say alertness alertness to um wanting to serve in my world wanting to serve my clients well and not wanting to lead them, you know, to the rocks, <laughs> like when we were talking mm-hmm. earlier, like, I I don't want to be the cause of a, 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 you know, a boat that turns over and, you know, the teams now, like the business is going under or whatever, There, there's a lot riding on a lot of events. And, um, and many, many, especially nonprofit groups, they'll use those events to raise money. And there's a lot riding on the events that they plan. So, I take it very seriously as much as um, I love to have fun and I love to, you know, make make sure things are creative and light. But at the same time, um, there is that uh, I guess if I was to have a worry, it's that we we don't adapt as an industry. Because I, I have been saying this for years, probably even before I started my business, but. But that, um, we are definitely better together. That this idea of really breaking down some of the silos that exist, not just in our industry, but in any, any organization, hearing each other out, taking the time to listen to each other, um, really being, you know, maybe taking a step back. Maybe we're not the lead on a project because we need to learn. And, and I think if there is any worry any time in my life, it really has been about, um, as a society, how do we start to lean into the strengths of each other, so that we truly see bigger things happen when it's not about us. And yes, we all have to be um, maybe experts in our field or we need to know what we're talking about and, and do the work and, and really uh, work with excellence. But at the same time, to do really great things in the world is when we can come together and know how how we can um, kind of bounce ideas off of each other, but know that there's going to be a, a really big community of people that are willing to come together to make big things happen. So even if you're a small business, you can make big things happen. <laughs> and this isn't just about the numbers of people at the event; it's like that that um, ripple effect, or just having if you're doing what you're called to do and you're really meant to do that and and you feel strongly that there is a reason why your business exists and i've heard you say that already Nolan, in some of our conversation i i truly believe that that is the impact you need to make and so um, how then do we get over some of the fears or the worry about not doing it right or perfectly or whatever so that we can really lean into the excitement of what's possible that's that's where it
1: gets fun makes a lot of sense and almost an element of a combination of being vulnerable and hence open to having people who are better in some area or got suggestions but at the same time not competitive because in so many things in our business lives, quite frankly, people are just competing with each other. And they may not be the best in that particular niche, but they still feel they need to hold it and, and, and take absolute possession. And, you know, in, a, in an event uh, situation, you land up with a watered down impact in that sense, whereas if we all did our own things and benefited each other and worked as a team, I think as a whole, our community and our businesses would all be doing significantly better rather than cutthroat competition everywhere we <laughs> every turn.
2: I do, I do still have a little bit of a competitive bug, so there are there are times where it's like, I got this, I got this, this is, I'm going to yeah. own this one, but I do truly believe that there there is going to be and maybe there's times also for, let's say, on an event planning team where somebody's the forefront and they're the lead and they're just running with whatever that is, that is their strength. But, but then at the same time, someone else might be sort of at the forefront, um, depending on what stage you're at in the planning or what you're trying to accomplish. So everyone will get their, their moment in the sun, but I, I really believe that there's, so much more that is possible if we start to think of it a little bit differently and change the narrative around what does it actually mean to plan these events and include people in that um including your guests so i often talk also about participating partners so when we talk about sponsorships i talk about partners that will participate in the planning they're going to participate in creating their own experiences and 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 to do that in a way that um, kind of opens up the, the boundaries of what's possible, that's, that's, I think, where we can really have some fun and create a different
1: environment for what do gatherings and events look like. That's awesome. really valuable advice. So do you have any thoughts that you'd like to leave listeners with?
2: I I think in the context, you know, Nola, we, we've chatted, we've known each other for a while, but I think just yeah. getting to know a little bit of where you're at. And I think your experience as an author and a business owner, I think, is so unique um, from your perspective because you're coming to this with a very unique way of helping people, um, but also very common challenges in getting the word out connecting with the right people how do you find people that care about the work you do um how to how do you really craft something that is meaningful for them not just so they purchase a book or purchase a program or you know hire your services but so that there is a relationship that starts to build and one of the things I, i often relate um event planning sort of in a in a relationship sense where um, the connecting point that you have with people that care about your book or care about what you, the work that you do how are you leading them on a journey with you and how are you on their journey as well and so mm-hmm. kind of looking at this as a relationship where it's not just about you kind of creating you know you you're in I, I have my daughter sort of mad scientist party in my head but but this idea of, of you know, you're kinda of creating this thing and and you've you've got um all these things bubbling and then you create the formula and now you've got you know something amazing and you go out in the world and people kinda of look at you like you're crazy or something. We'll you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is this supposed to do for me? Um, but I, I, so many clients that I work with are in this space where they're like, but this is an amazing thing. And then when we start to break that down, it might be amazing and it might serve the world or it might serve your clients in the perfect way. But if you aren't communicating that in a way that I, as a potential customer or someone, you know, as a reader that would benefit from reading the book, some of these things we, we kind of forget that the translation piece to our community and the relationship with the product or the service or your idea is where the difference is going to be made. Um, I won't need everything you have, but I might need, you know, this idea and this concept and this service to get me where I need to go next. And so sometimes we forget to really, um, it's not just customizing everything for everybody, But really knowing your audience, knowing who cares (laughs) about what you're doing, Mm -hmm. who has the patience and and understands even your culture as a business or an organization so that you can fold them into the work you're doing and you fold back into their lives in a way that is really organic and natural. And it doesn't mean that organic and natural has to be boring or, you know, lackluster or, you know, (laughs) or or cheap necessarily. We can we we can have some (laughs) some great products that that I think any kind of um, putting together an event or some kind of a, a gathering or connecting point. We are like, we are here for you because we've heard you, we understand you, and, and this isn't, you know, this isn't the end. There's gonna be more. (laughs) I often say there's more to come because I think for some of us, that relationship, uh, we've been craving it so much this year to have true relationships. Um, but anyone, putting together something some kind of gathering or an event for your customers or your donors that's a gift to them and and vice versa they can be a gift to you and your your vision as well so
1: and it's very much an ongoing relationship you know even if it's a one off event or something like that realistically we we often only think of those things as a one-off or one-off sale if you're selling a a particular product, but it's never really one-off because there's an ongoing relationship with what that customer received, gained, continues to use, whatever it might be. So very, very interesting. So as one last question, so where did the name Candy Consultant come from?
2: <laughs> That's always the best one because I'm like, awesome. oh, okay, well, there's uh, there's a very long story around it, but I'll tell you a short version. Um, Candy for me is about, uh, there's a book called The E-Myth. And The E-Myth talks about entrepreneurship and building a business and and how many, many entrepreneurs are really great at the meat and pa- potatoes of what they do, so they're technically very strong. They have um, the skills; they've gone to school. They, you know, whatever it is that they, you know, their their area of expertise, and like a woodworker, head down to the wood, kind of making the thing, and or or the scientist creating what they're doing. But there's quite often this disconnect from what they've created and what they're really strong at doing to attracting people to it. And
0: so the
2: idea of candy is that I used to say that candy is the sweetness and irresistible factor um, that leads people to know what you do and who you are and why you exist. So it really is about the purpose of any business owner, any, any idea or product. Um, And especially with nonprofit, when a lot of them are very heart centered or entrepreneurs can be that way as well, where there's really a a very strong purpose to what they do. But sometimes there's an assumption then because it's such a good, you know, the cause is so strong and so needed or the product is so great. We forget that not everybody is in our own heads (laughs) and is in our little, you know, um, our little formula making area and our, our research is, you know, we kind of get our heads into that space where we're so um, lost in our own uh, in our own worlds. And so the name Candy was really about adding, you know, what do we need to do to attract people to what you are all about so that they get it and they can
1: relate to it. And they, they can't wait to have another taste. <laughs> Fantastic. I love the story. And it's certainly an awesome marketing approach because you're not getting it mixed up with too many companies. No, so that's, that's right. It's unique, <laughs> which is awesome and, and really fits your personality. So that's great. So how can listeners uh, get in contact with you if they want to learn more or participate in some of the programs? Because you really do run, run a lot of... <laughs> really fascinating interesting programs
2: yeah so so i just updated as of actually christmas this year but um updated our website so that's probably the best place for them to get sort of the the basic um overview of what we're about we have coaching workshops we've got event experiences for people that want to get a little bit deeper um but that's all at candyconsulting.ca And there's different sections there. I actually do also have a whole series of Candy's Short Guides to Learning that are free. Um, They're workshops that are happening monthly. And then I just put those um, recordings on our YouTube channel. So you can find that on the website as well. So if anyone's kind of curious, like, uh, what does a workshop
1: look like for Candy? That that would be a great place to look. Fantastic. And I will link that up in the show notes page so that people can can find it with great ease after they've hopefully been on their active walk outside listening to our podcast recording today so thanks very much for joining us today this was really fun really pleased that you were able to make the time to join us and and teach us a little more about running effective events which are not just a gala or fundraising event
2: (laughs) a pleasure to be here thank you so much nola so much fun
0: The Unlocking Business Growth Podcast is sponsored by Protea Consulting Professional Corporation. We help our clients translate their operating and accounting data into the strategy for business growth they're truly capable of. Subscribe to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify to hear from other companies that have overcome growth challenges. Get a free copy of NOLA's latest book, the 5F strategy, bottom line growth in any economy without additional sales and marketing. And download the financial growth scorecard at proteaconsulting.ca. Work with us to achieve your business potential. To find out if we're a fit for your business, email info at proteaconsulting.ca and follow the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast on LinkedIn and Facebook.